morning. Good morning. Today we will focus on the third Sunday in Advent, which deals with the, the theme of rejoicing. Uh, we light the, the um, rose candle or the pink candle, and it denotes that. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So the Old <coughs> Testament reading for Gaudetta Sunday is, oh, let's take over here, Isaiah 35, 1 to 10. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsting ground springs of waters. In the haunt of the jackals, where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way, even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the epistle lesson is from James chapter 5. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Gospels from Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 15 now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? 
Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this week, um, we're going to deal a little bit with John the Baptist and the doubts that he had concerning uh, the Christ. And I begin, I'm going to begin my sermon with uh, a little illustration this way. Uh, we have snow predicted, I think, for tomorrow. Let's just say that the forecasters uh, are calling for a lot of snow, and, and so you're planning for a day off of school or a day off of work. You're excited about it, that you can spend some time at home. And um, you wake up in the morning, and someone comes in and, and says that um, it didn't snow. Um, so what do you do at that point? Your blinds are closed. Um, you pull the covers up and go back to sleep. You've been given some bit of doubt in your mind now. Well, the only way to know for certain is to get up and look out the window and to see for yourself what has happened. So the question is, what do we do with, with our doubts that we have in the Christ? So many people, I think today, look into themselves and see what they feel about it or what they think about it instead of looking at the objective realities. And that's what Jesus told John to see. Look at what he's doing. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame are walking, the dead are being raised. To look at the objective realities and the objective truth. See, the only place for us to look to see if Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the God, is to look into the scriptures where, where God has told us about himself and, and to look and examine in there. Um, so those are my initial thoughts about this text. I know there's been some talk about, is John really doubting or not? Um, I think to say he's not doubting is, is, um, is kind of creating a little bit of a, a something that's not there. Well, I think it, um, you know, it's, it's really kind of what I was going to talk about is in relation to yeah. this is the sainted Elvin Schmidt talks about how a lot of people have faith in their faith. And even Lutherans yeah, talk yeah. about that sometimes. So, you know, the, this, this idea that um, my faith creates the reality, it doesn't. Right. The reality is outside of you. And um, in our culture today, everyone is, is looking inside and, and ignoring the object of reality. So we look outside ourselves. God and Christ comes from outside of us. Our belief in Jesus Christ doesn't make who he is or what he does. Mm -hmm. He is. And so what... What, what God does in Christ with the witnesses of Scripture, and by the way, they witnessed him dead and alive. It's an object of reality. Right. So um, we look outside of ourselves. We, uh, the faith comes from God and Christ. Our faith has, an, a, mm -hmm. it has um, an object, and the object of our faith is Jesus Christ. There is no, uh, and, and he creates faith in us. He keeps that faith going. Um, and John the Baptist you know, basically those who would say that he, um, well, he couldn't have doubted, I think they're absolutely wrong. And actually, you kind of hit on something um, because he sends them out. He's imprisoned. He's, he's 
cut off from the right. outside world. Yeah. Uh, so he's left to himself. He's left to yeah. his own. All, to his own. own. Right. So yeah. he and he knows where to go though. So he sends those out to go to go ask him. And then what, what does Jesus say? Well, go tell John this is what is going on. And that's in accord with the scriptures, and that would have brought comfort and peace to John. Um, so what brings comfort and peace to John gives comfort and peace to us, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's yeah. the word of God that comes from outside of us. That's great. Yeah, the, the other thing, there's a story um, in the church that's talked about a coal miner's faith. And there's a story of a, an old coal miner, nothing against coal miners. But the story goes like this, that um, they asked him what he believed, and he said... I believe what the church believes. And um, the questioner, the question, the person that was questioning him said, well, then what does the church believe? And he said, well, the church believes what I believe. <laughs> well, in the long run, that's not going to help you out. Nope. Uh, because that, that's, uh, that's, again, looking inside of yourself. I believe what the church believes and the church believes what I believe. What does the church confess? Mm -hmm. And and we have the creeds, right? That that tell us exactly what the church confesses. The three ecumenical creeds, and those creeds are based on objective reality, namely the scriptures. Mm -hmm. The people who saw that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, you know, was crucified, died, and was buried. This is all historical. And you know, in the creed too, when you think about the Nicene Creed, there are people who doubted that Jesus was Lord and God. And the creed goes back and says, goes back to the witness of the scriptures. He's both Lord and God. And he's God and man. He is, he, um, and they, they point to the reality of what he did and um, how he did it with witnesses. Yeah, I love the, 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 the fact that people often say, well, I don't know how to, how to share my faith or confess my faith. Well, we've been given all the tools in Luther's small, small catechism. Mm -hmm. right? I love that to have a catechism and, and to use that as your um, apologetic for the faith. It's mm -hmm. all in that small catechism, yeah. right? Yeah. The law, the gospel, how God delivers those means to us um, through his word and sacraments. And notice what the catechism, what the catechism do, does is it looks to Christ right. and, and the same way. You know, we live in a very subjective culture and society. So, so subjective is we're denying everyday realities and, 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 creating these narratives that have nothing to do with the truth. But I got news for you. Reality wins in the end. And we, in the church, we deal with realities, not with um, false narratives or narratives that come from the heart um, or what we would like it to be. No, we deal with the reality and God and Christ deals with realities of our sin and death and gives us the reality of the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. I was thinking about this this morning too, is how does this rejoicing come into this, right? You know, John the Baptist is in prison. Um, his head is going to be cut off soon. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I, I thought about Paul in Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Well, where is the Lord at hand? He's at hand, again, outside of us mm -hmm. in the prison house of our sin and death. And his objective word in sacraments. And notice before John dies, or, you know, a, a horrible death, he is the comfort and peace of the one who came to overcome our sin and death, to give him hope and a future. And, you know, those messengers from mm -hmm. Christ who came and, and, and 
gave him that comfort and peace, he died with that peace of knowing that Jesus is yeah. the Christ because he says what he does and does what he says with witnesses. Right. That's good stuff. A lot, of, yeah. lot to rejoice in. Yeah. All right, let's look at our hymn. We are The hymn of the day is hymn 345. Um, Hark, a thrilling voice is sounding. Again, um, we talked a little bit about this at the Board of Elders meeting last night, is to always look at where these hymns come from. And the text of this hymn goes back to the uh, somewhere between the 5th and the 10th century. You think about that, that we're singing the same words um, that uh, the Christians have done for so long. So this, this hymn uh, starts out with, Hark, a thrilling voice is sounding. Christ is near, we hear it say. Cast away the dark, the cast away the works of darkness, all you children of the day. And then, and then we're in verse three. We're again pointed mm -hmm. in our doubts to see the Lamb so long expected comes from pardon down from heaven. Let us haste with tears of sorrow, one and all, to be forgiven. Okay. So should we do? How about one, three, and five? Okay, is that good? Sure. All right. Hark a thrilling voice is sounding, Christ is near, we hear it say. Cast away the works of darkness, all you children of the day. See the Lamb so long expected, comes with pardon down from heaven. Let us haste with tears of sorrow, one and all to be forgiven. Honor, glory, my dominion, to the Father and the Son, with the ever-living Spirit, while eternal ages run. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. You too. Thanks.